Hello ladies and gentlemen, Comart here with Comart's NFTs bringing you another episode of Comart's Class. Coming to you live from King of Hearts Radio Studio. This week you guys we are going to be talking about the ultimate branding guide. But before we do, I do want to talk about our sponsors first. So let's talk about our tier 2 sponsors this month. This month we have iRise NFT, rooted in empathy, committed to equity, NFT art with a real world impact, bringing your eyes to the social issues. You can find more information about iRise NFT at iriseNFT.org. Next up, we do have Zeller Visuals, a 3D mixed media artist that produces documentaries, photography, and films, all while creating Web3 collages about truth, equal rights, and independence. Zeller Visuals Studios can be found at ZellerVisuals.com. Next up, we have Astro Zero. My good friends over there are building an amazing up and coming marketplace for NFT artists. Guys, this platform is community driven and designed to empower all NFT artists. You can find out more information about what they have going on over on their website at astroelon.net. Next up, we have our tier three sponsor for the month, and that is the Draco Leopard Gang. Art without fire is like humanity without passion, and success is only a mindset away. Find out more information about the Draco Leopard Gang over at dracoleopardgang.io. With that, you guys, let's dive right on into your ultimate branding guide. Today, the purpose of Comard's class is to give you all the tools that you're going to need to build a brand for your new NFT and Web3 small business. In today's Comard's class, we are going to walk you through all of the steps that you need, as well as the thoughts and processes for branding in an effective manner with a roadmap to guide you every day, much like a business plan or a roadmap for a project. So what is a brand anyway? Brand is not just a name or a logo that you use to distinguish yourself from others. Your brand is made up of numerous elements, and some of those elements include your voice, your behavior, your colors, your attitude. Your brand decides how other people will perceive you, and whether those people are within or outside of your business, they all need to have a good perception of you. First impressions are not the only ones that are important here. Guys, your second, your third, your fourth encounter with that consumer is equally important because it takes an average of seven to 10 times of being seen by potential consumers before they ever consider taking that initial step to build a relationship with you, whether it's hitting the buy button or even just engaging with you. Thus, I cannot stress the importance of being consistent. People are gonna interact with your business and if they like what they see, what they feel, or or even they perceive from the very first time they meet you, that's awesome. And they'll likely come back for more, which will make you more successful. All of this leaves that first impression on the people who met you, but the way you behave in the future will also affect how they see you. However, if they happen to have a bad experience with you, do not think for a moment that they will forget about it. In that case, you need to do your best to make it right and ensure that it never happens again. Your small business's brand has the same potential as household brand names like Nike, Apple, and even Twitter. But it all starts with the details, you guys. Successful brands go way beyond a high-quality logo or a clever name. A unified brand fuses everything from products to consumers to positioning into the combined pack that is your company. So what are these details? 
Everything you do as a business and brand are equally important as the details of your organization. Here are a few questions that you need to consider while you're fleshing out your brand. What makes your brand unique? How is your business different from your competitors? What do you do way better than everyone else? What does your brand stand for? How does your brand make the world a better place? And what are three words that best describe your brand? Now, regardless of your business and what it does, you need to understand that you're never going to please 100% of the people 100% of the time. And with that, as a business, you're always going to have to fight for your share of the market in your chosen niche. And what I mean by that is, take a look at OpenSea. They hold 80% of the marketplace NFT business. Yet you see other marketplaces like Official NFT, Magic Eden, Rarible, all actively fighting for their share of the market. And I promise you guys, they all have goals for how much of that market they are looking to capture. You guys are not the only ones who are looking to build something great from the ground up. Pay attention to the things that your consumers want and need. Do not be afraid to ask your potential consumers what is a pain for them or what they want or what would make their lives just a little bit better. Use tools like polls or Google Forms to ask. And there are a number of other free tools and services to get the feedback that you need to ensure that you are meeting their needs. If possible, you should try to do this before you launch your brand or business. If you somehow manage to achieve meeting your consumers' needs, you're still going to be needing to be ready to make any and all necessary changes in the event that your product or service does not meet the consumer's expectations. And remember, it's just as important for you to be teachable, adaptable, and willing to adjust as needed for your consumers as it is for you to deliver products and services that enhance the lives of your consumers. Let's talk about a consumer profile. A consumer profile worries about how other people feel about buying your products and services from your business. The consumer profile does consist of three primary categories and they are the consumer jobs, their pains, and their gains. So let's talk about the first category of consumer jobs. You have to focus on the jobs that your customers have done and currently do for a living. What can you provide as a product or service that is going to make their jobs easier? Don't just focus on functional jobs. Emotional, social, and service jobs are also incredibly important. So what about pains? You need to identify the problems that many of your consumers face when they're trying to accomplish a job or a task, or maybe even one of their goals. Pains are the challenges that make their lives harder than they even have to be, whether it's their jobs or even at home. At the end of the day, it's causing them to have to work a lot harder, and it's our job to make that easier. Which leads us to our third and final point of the consumer profile, gains. A gain is the opposite of pain. I mean, most of us pretty much know that. However, they also focus on positive outcomes that your consumers expect when they complete a task or a job. This is the core of what you need to know in order to have a well-rounded picture of your consumer profile and what it's all about. It does help you to better understand who your consumers are as well as identifying the pains that they have. Now let's talk about a value map. A value map takes up the second half of what's known as a value proposition. The value map focuses on how your products and services will relieve those pains and create gains. And with it, you can list your products and services, your pain relievers, and your gain creators. 
So let's talk about the products and services. The products and services that you are producing are really important. They're what your value proposition offers to get the task or job done efficiently and effectively. What are pain relievers? As the name suggests, pain relievers focus on how products and services can minimize those pains that your consumers are dealing with. After that, you can then focus on how to create the gains. That way, your consumer experience can be significantly better. This can be from import and improvement an improvement to the quality of life or even something that just simplifies a task or a job. So what is a gain creator? Well, as mentioned above, after you focused on how to minimize and reduce the pain with pain relievers is then the time for you to go on to the gain creators. Gain creators outline how your products and services create the gains and why they are so beneficial to your customers. And by also focusing on how your products and services can ease these pains and then create the gains. Now that you know how to use a value proposition to create products and services that consumers need and want, it's time to accurately depict the right visual design elements. Which takes us to bringing your brand to life. You guys, we never ever get a second chance to make a first impression. So your business's name, logo, and tagline may be the very first thing that your potential consumers see. It needs to pack a punch. If your consumers initially perceive your brand as a cheap knockoff, then you're going to face a nearly impossible climb up a mountain to persuade them otherwise. Everything from your name to your typography needs to communicate consistency and reliability. Let's talk about some of these core elements of branding and what you need to consider as you begin designing and making decisions about your brand and business. Your name. More times than not, your business's name is the first glimpse that consumers see it and catch of it. And as such, it does carry a massive amount of weight. When naming your business, it needs to be creative, descriptive, unique, memorable. But don't make it confusing. Make it original, but not so far out there that it causes that confusion and chaos. Some brands like Nike have names whose origins practically mean nothing to consumers. Think about this for a minute. What does Nike actually mean? In Greek mythology, Nike was a winged goddess who personified victory. And while the backstory resonates with the Nike brand and the swoosh, you probably never knew that and you still likely identified Nike as being success and winning thanks to the brand's worldwide reputation. Now let's take a look at Netflix as another example. Immediately, without any previous encounters, we know the brand is about a visual entertainment. That's not to say that Netflix is doing a better job of branding than Nike. After all, they are two different types of brands and businesses. But it does show us that we'll want to choose carefully and consider the impact of our business's name and what it's going to do to our brand. When it comes to building your brand and naming, there is not any one right or wrong answer. We have seen some businesses with some of the most outrageous names and branding tactics quickly become trendsetters. Just know that the name does have the power to make or break a business. Taglines and slogans. More times than not, businesses forget that the tagline or slogan and are often overlooked and as an afterthought for a company's brand. But this catchy, succulent phrase has the potential to shape your brand's identity. Here are a few examples. The happiest place on earth. The ultimate driving machine. What's in your wallet? 
According to Adobe Express, these are among the top 30 most memorable slogans and taglines in the business world, period. Chances are that you know at least two or three of these, and many more. Why? Because these short, memorable quotes leave a clever brand message in your mind. Your tagline or slogan is often one of the aspects that your consumers will remember most about your brand. So this is an opportunity for you to transmit that important message. If you look at Comar's NFTs, our message is clear, it's concise, and it's direct. Making our world a better place. And from that, you should know that it is our goal to aid in helping people and the world to be better and do better. So how do you come up with the right slogan? Keep it short. A few syllables at most. The longer it is, the harder it's going to be for consumers to remember. Include a key benefit. Don't focus on the product features. Focus on the benefits. Rice Krispies doesn't sell flavor, you guys. (laughs) They sell the sounds of their product. The Snap, Crackle, Pop. I mean, we all remember those commercials with the three little guys running around named Snap, Crackle, and Pop. That's what they're selling is the sounds that they got, that the, the product makes. Differentiate your brand with something unique. What does your brand do differently than your competitors? Look at Verizon. Can you hear me now? Good. That puts focus on the quality of the service that they provide, all while bringing awareness to the lack of the quality of other carriers. Impart positive, powerful feelings. Use upbeat language that creates positive vibes. You know, as an example, look at companies like Wheaties. It uses the tagline, Breakfast of Champions, to lift up their audience and leave them with a strong champion-like feeling. Makes them feel good. Let's talk about your logo. Your logo has the potential to be as recognizable as your brand's name. And if you look at Comart's Orc, the colors that we have chosen and the contrast that we've emplaced, it shows off the rough exterior of the Orc. It gives a sense of toughness, endurance, perseverance. Your logo deserves to have considerable thought and time invested into it pay attention to the details here guys this element of your brand is a non-negotiable part that you might want to consider hiring a professional graphic designer to create take apple for example while apple's logo inspiration is still up for debate the apple with a small bite taken out of it is now one of the most recognizable symbols on the planet however an apple itself does very little to illustrate the product itself or even the values and benefits of this product. But what it does deliver is the brand and the name itself. Some brands choose to use creative variations as logos of their names. Look at companies like eBay, Google, and Lyft, all of which are using their name as their logo. If you had not noticed, we have touched several times on being consistent. So when designing a logo, it is no different. Try to make it consistent with your brand's identity. The simpler you make the design, the easier it's going to be for consumers to remember. Think about it as if you'd never seen the logo before, and then ask yourself, would I be able to understand what this company does and what it's about? If you cannot say a resounding yes to that, it's too complex, It's not going to pass the test and you might want to think about simplifying and redefining the design of that logo. The orc stands out in your mind. Everybody sees the orc pop in somewhere and they automatically know who it is. Comart's pulled it off. Colors. Every color has meaning and influences feelings. The psychology behind 
Each color is complex and compelling with a variety of emotions and feelings. Understand guys that every color has certain emotions that it evokes and ideas that are attached to it that can and will impact your consumers emotions and behaviors. It's not a coincidence that nearly a third a third of the world's most successful brands include blue as a primary color in their logos. Now, that's not to say that you need to or that you should have blue in your logo. However, it does illustrate that a color's impact goes way beyond personal preference. So here's a quick rundown on the common perception of what colors mean. Guys, I have a whole list here in the outline. I'm not going through all of them for you in this. I would encourage you guys to read the show notes. Blue is calm, trustworthy, and mature. Red is passion, excitement, anger, and loud. Yellow is friendly, cheery, youthful, and affordable. Purple is luxurious, feminine, and cutting edge. While black leaves a feeling of slick, contemporary, and luxurious, white is considered to be youthful and affordable. Your brand will likely incorporate two or more colors into its color scheme, but try to keep things simple. Use tools like colors.co to find colors that will work well together. You can play around here with the different color harmony rules, whether it's an analogous, a complementary, a monochromatic, etc., to find the right color combination for you, but that's just one tool. There are other tools out there like web accessibility guidelines to check how ADA compliant your colors are when paired with each other. This tool will let you know if a color combination is hard to read or what similar colors might work better. So let's talk about your typography. Your font will need to complement your logo, you guys. Assuming that there are textual elements to your logo, it should also be an extension of your brand. Most brands have several complementary fonts for various uses, whether it's headers, subheaders, body, copy, etc., etc. We at Comard's NFTs are actually in the process of designing a couple of fonts in order to carry out the message of strength, perseverance, and honor, along with a hint of orc. <laughs> However, you'll need to be strategic about what fonts you're using and pairing them together so that they represent you in a manner that you're looking for. Searching for a font can lead to an endless tinfoil tunnel <laughs> as there are literally thousands of fonts with new ones being created nearly every day. So try to narrow down your options from the beginning with these basic font categories. Serif fonts. A serif font contains tiny little decorative lines at the end of each character. These fonts are generally classy and easy to read. Sans serif fonts don't have tiny little decorative lines and that makes them a little bit harder to read, but they do carry a more modern and stronger aesthetic. Slab fonts use blocky letters making the perfect old school logo and or tagline. Look at ACDC's logo. Now script fonts they look like scripts. They're, they're cursive. They're stylish. But sometimes some of them are really tricky to read and it does make them impractical for paragraphs of text. Decorative fonts are fonts that are all about style and often it does come at an expense of legibility. Ever receive a wedding invitation that you took several minutes to decipher because the font was so complex and, and decorative that it was really, really hard to read? Same thing to consider here, guys. And now a word from our tier three sponsor, Draco Leopard Gang. From the beginning, the universe has teemed with sporadic life across infinite planes. Just as countless worlds are born, they also dwindle into nothingness. For many life forms, the cycle of death is a natural principle, while for others, it is merely an illusion. 
The universe displays her balance with forces met with opposition. Proof of such a notion is good versus evil. For eons, the Draco lepers have been locked in a timeless war with the unseen evil, one so great that an ancient prophecy foretells that these harbingers of death will usher in the era known as the dawning, an event so catastrophic it will forever change the landscape of all reality, shredding the very fabric of time itself. Who are they, you ask? Hermophytes, a cruel primordial race of shapeshifters hell-bent on destruction and the utter annihilation of all life forms in their path. Why does branding matter? Think about it like this for just a moment. Consumers interact with thousands of companies around the world across a variety of channels on a daily basis. From our morning commutes to our email boxes and even our favorite lunch spots, we are bombarded with messaging from companies around the world and it's practically 24-7. With so many brands and interactions, most of us as consumers do not have time to shape our perceptions of each business proactively. Our opinions and judgments are formed passively through each mention, glimpse, ad, email, interaction, and purchase. And that's why it's so critical to create a unified brand that stays consistent across borders, channels, and even languages. I want to give you guys a few statistics here just to kind of put things into a little bit of a perspective for you. Consistent brand presentation across all channels has been shown to statistically increase your brand revenues by as much as 23%. Something else that you need to remember guys is that it takes five to seven brand impressions before a consumer will remember your brand. And 82% of investors see brands as an important factor in the companies that they invest in. Colors can improve brand recognition is by as much as 80%. Research suggests that 85% of the purchases are attributed to color. Yeah, crazy, right? But here's an example. I, Comard, whenever I buy a new iPhone, I look for a red one. Why? Because I like the Apple Red and it just fits for me. 50% of job candidates though say that they wouldn't work for a company with a bad brand reputation and they wouldn't even do it for a raise. 89% of consumers are loyal to the brands that share their values. Do not be afraid to take a stand on certain morals and values you guys as a brand. However, if you're going to do that, you need to maintain consistently on that same value across the board for eternity because if you don't then you look wishy-washy and you're gonna lose trust effective branding moves the needle it's as simple as that you are in complete control of your business's brand every design decision marketing strategy press release color choice shapes your brand's identity in the consumer's mind so before you can transform your brand you need to know your brand's core identity or what you'd like it to be so the benefits of branding though is recognition. Recognition is not something that any business should ever take lightly. After all, if your business is solely recognized by a niche audience, then how will it ever be as successful as your competitors? Businesses that have done a good job on branding and being consistent do much better than those that are unbranded. Your business needs strong branding. Without it, you're gonna find it much harder to achieve the successes or goals that you have for your business. Remember, we all have our own perception of what success is. Your business must have numerous distinct qualities such as logo, your color palette, what you're offering, and everything 
and I mean everything in between you guys, look at Comard's NFTs. We have numerous distinct qualities. Our logo, easily recognizable. Our color palette, it changed recently, but it changed for the better. And what we offer, guys, we offer free education. We're educating you guys in the space for free. This class is a perfect example of that. We're not asking for anything in return. Just educate yourselves. That's it. That's all we want. And part of that is to make our world a better place. Now, the goal here is to be different from other competition and stick out in people's minds. And Comar's NFTs feels like we're doing that by the things that we're doing. This will enable the general public and people your brand is targeting to see it in a positive light. And your branded business can gain a lot of recognition from it. Build trust. Trust is critically important, you guys. If your target audience and consumers trust you, then your business is truly going to prosper. We generally do not conduct business with brands, companies, or organizations who have not established a level of trust with us as consumers. So how can you build trust with your targeted audience and consumers? Start by asking yourself a question like this, or a pair of questions like this. Would you choose a business that seems trustworthy and offers simple solutions and seems friendly? Or would you choose one that seems to make things unnecessarily complicated and hard? We would all choose the first option. Why? Because that's the one that has clearly put more thought into their brand and what their goals are. Having done this, they have a stronger sense of branding. These are the types of questions that you need to be asking. And if you answer them right, you can build trust with your audience and a stronger business as well. Let's talk about improving advertising for just a moment. Much like content and consistency go hand in hand, so does branding and advertising. If you want a strong, successful advertising campaign, your brand needs to be as strong or stronger first. Why? I'm glad you guys asked. When you're marketing and advertising your business, everything needs to be cohesive, understandable, and simple. Do not make it overcomplicated and difficult to wrap your head around. Remember that you want to separate your business from the crowd and stick with the people in a positive light. This is not going to happen, you guys, if you do not have a proper business branding strategy. A strong brand can pave the way for success in marketing and advertising. Branding is among one of the most important factors in any business will either help your business to grow or it'll cause it to collapse on itself. You should note that branding can do more than just improve your quality and success of your marketing and advertising campaigns. When it comes to branding, there are two primary types. There's the internal, which is your team, your family members, your employees. And then there's the external which is the consumers, the people that we're targeting with our products and services. Both are equally important. Your teams need to have the same amount of trust and belief in your brand and company as you want your target audience to have. And I want to elaborate on internal branding here. If you want to get a grasp on how a brand functions, you will need to understand how branding works internally. If you want to get a grasp on how a brand functions. You'll need to understand how branding works internally and externally. Internal branding has to worry about those who perceives it and how it's perceived. So let's talk about internal perceptions for just a moment. Internal perceptions, what are they? What are they about? An internal perception focuses more on how your team members perceive the brand. Perception includes your image, identity, and how everything that you offer looks, feels, 
and works. You want and need your team members to see your business in a positive light and more importantly to have the same faith and believe in what it is your brand and company is doing. The goal here is that your team members will want to become influencers of your brand and ambassadors of your brand and they'll do so on their own accord. Employees do influence a brand significantly. All team members need to be able to feel like they're an important and valuable part of the brand and company. It's important to ensure that they feel that their contributions are important and they actually mean something to you. People who love their jobs have been shown not only to be more productive, but increase the morale of the entire team as well as to improve brand perception. Team members that are unhappy can have the opposite effect. Guys, we do not want bad branding internally any more than we want brand bad branding externally. Your team members need to feel like they're involved in creating something phenomenal. Good branding also makes it easier for you to gain additional team members. The more team members you have, the stronger your business can grow. Now let's talk a little bit about external branding. While we have discussed internal branding, what about the people that are outside the company? Other people's opinions weigh heavily on whether or not your brand is successful. Similar to an internal branding, external branding worries about who perceives your brand and how it's perceived, the who. It's what makes the difference though. External branding is considered with how consumers feel about your brand and that can include partners. And no matter what the perception of your consumers and the general public have of your brand, all the elements that make up your brand will factor into the success of it. And what about your partners? What do they think of your business and brand? Your consumers play a vital role in your brand's success. But as I did mention earlier, you will need to build trust with them. And trust is not easy to come by. It has to be earned. It takes being consistent, it takes time, and it takes being proactive publicly. This is one of the reasons why you consistently hear Comards telling you guys, do not be in DMs on Twitter or any other social platform because it does nothing to build trust. It does nothing to build engagement. And more importantly, it does nothing to build exposure. So your branding needs to be able to aid in doing just that. Consumers want to feel like they've got the ability to put the trust into you. And you'll never achieve that level of trust if your business is poorly branded or not branded at all. And this doesn't just include your consumers either. It also includes any partners or collaborations that you're establishing or have established. Understanding that partners and collaborating businesses you have established with can have much, much more of an effect on your brand's perception as you yourself as the brand and owner. When you establish partners and collaborations with organizations, make sure that your overall missions and values and morals are aligned. Focus on your communication and advertisement. And we are faced with the question of how do we build a brand that our consumers and partners will like? Well, to do that, we need to focus on how we communicate with our consumers and partners, right? We also have to focus on how we market and advertise our brand. Marketing and advertising is much more a part of communication as you or I having a conversation on the telephone. Make sure that you're clear, concise, and direct about what it is that you want to convey to your consumers. Keep your message simplistic. It's easy to be misunderstood all the time. And so we need to make it easier for our consumers to understand to be able to easily retain the information that we provide. If your message is difficult, complex, most consumers 
and even potential partners will forget the details, get confused, and move on to your competitors simply because your competitor was easier to understand and remember. Make sure that you market your brand and company in a way that is not only memorable, but easily understood. I want to touch base here for a few minutes on consumer connections. At the heart of any connection is an underlying relationship. And if you listen to the very first episode of this Comarts Class podcast, you'll know that relationships are everything. I also want you to understand that relationships can be anything between professional and personal. But what is a relationship at its core? Now, according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a relationship is the state of being related or interrelated. It's also the relation connecting or binding participants in a relationship, a state of affairs existing between those having relations and or dealings. And I want to take it one step further here or elaborate on this a little. With regards to a meaningful and lasting relationship, I'm of the opinion that it means having the ability to relate to someone on some level about something. And if you look at the word relationship, at the very core, it starts with the base word of relate. It's important to understand that you will not be able to relate to everyone or even all of the time with those that you do have something in common with. That's the beauty of relationships though. You get to decide with whom you're building these relationships and with who you allow or do not allow into your circles. You should also keep in mind and remember that you're never going to please 100% of the people 100% of the time. So don't worry about not being able to relate to everyone or not being able to relate to everyone all the time. It's never going to happen. Not in a successful long-term relationship anyway. If you look at myself and Smush Friends, there's a few things that we don't agree on, we don't relate on, okay? So that's okay. I respect them. They are my brothers, my friends, and I freaking love them. And we can agree to disagree, but we do so respectfully and we still support one another wholeheartedly because we care about each other as individuals, as brands, and more importantly, as people. So keep that in mind. You don't necessarily have to agree. It's okay to disagree. Just be respectful about it. Now, we created a number of tools and resources for you guys within this class. And among those, we created a series of worksheets, which we put into a single workbook for you guys to be able to begin building your brand or if you need to, to rebrand. This workbook will show you all the things that you need to think about and allow you to put them together on paper. And completing this workbook will ultimately help you build out your brand thoroughly and completely. To get the workbook, you're going to need to go to our Signal Calls website and specifically the Comarch Family Group and go into the documents and you'll be able to find that document there. You'll also be able to find a link here on the outline that gives you Branding 101, Understanding Branding Basics and Fundamentals. And then we have a link from HubSpot which gives us some value proposition templates that you guys can work your way through as well. As always, we love you and appreciate your support. To keep up with everything that Comards NFTs is doing, be sure to follow us over on Twitter at Comards underscore NFTs. And remember to ask yourself, what did you do to make the world a better place today? <laughs>